Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from nine on 2FM. Okay, that sound means it's sex and relationship therapy time. As always, a little ears warning just in case. And remember, you can catch this chat on our podcast after the show. So here's a statement of the obvious. Are you ready? Part of being in a couple is balancing togetherness and separateness. What happens, though, if the balance is off? How do you fix it? How do you identify it? Well, our resident sex and relationship therapist, Rachel Cook, is here to talk about codependency. Hi, Rachel. How are you, Jen? How are you, how are you going? I'm good. I'm really interested in this because I do feel the codependency thing, it, it's not just about romantic relationships, is it? No, it's definitely not. You can be codependent in any kind of relationship. Now, obviously, the term is, uh, you know, it, it's it's not a totally agreed set of things, but we definitely have a general sense. Okay. And it, it certainly doesn't only apply to romantic relationships, although the term actually did first come about in uh, talking about the partners of people who are, um, uh, you know, it could be alcoholics or, you know, um, uh, kind of addicted to drugs. Okay. And so that was where the term originally developed. And now it's kind of come to mean a lot of different things. Um, but basically where you are kind of a massive people pleaser, self-sacrificer, um, kind of, you know, not really having any boundaries in your relationship and are very what we would call enmeshed with the other person, which, as we said, doesn't have to be only your partner. It could be a colleague, a family member, a friend even. Um, but there's there's loads to discuss about it because it can mean a lot of things. So in a lot somebody of said to you in a therapy session, uh, yes. I've met this person, I'm utterly besotted and they are my best friend. My, uh, you know, I go to them when I have problems. They're my therapist. They're absolutely every, we do everything together. Our lives are so entwined. Would that be alarm bells for you? I mean, it would, depending on the context. So something that's really interesting about this is the kind of economic and cultural factors, because basically in certain parts of the world, it's very, very expected that you will be extremely connected to family, to community, that you don't particularly have a very individual sense of self. So it's really only in the Western world in you know, the global north where we have a much more kind of individualist sense of what it means. So our, our kind of perceptions of what is you know, health, mental health, um, safety, connection to community, all of those things really differs around the world. So I think it's, it's, it can be really problematic to just sort of, you know, blanket statement say that something is un- unhealthy when we don't have more kind of context, okay. really. So but basically, if some, you know, if, if, if a couple came to me now, you know, let's say they're living in Dublin, um, they're working away, they've said they've just met each other. And, you know, that this is kind of that what they're saying is happening in their relationship. That would be alarm bells to a degree to me, because I'd be kind of like, OK, look, depending on, you know, you may not have the level of community and support, which means that you're relying on one person to meet all of your needs, which also is very common at the start of relationships, I'd say, because people are infatuated with each other. They're all over each other. They might be spending tons of time together. So actually it takes somewhere between a few months and I would say a year at times to really figure out, you know, when the kind of hormones or butterflies wear off of the honeymoon period as to whether you've actually settled into a codependent relationship or not. So when is it a problem? Yeah, so it's a problem if, let's say, you're finding that your partner, you or your partner, is, let's say, um, 
pushing a lot of boundaries. Um, you know, maybe your partner puts you down a lot. They lie to get their own way. They always blame you. They expect you to, you know, maybe they're, they're engaging in quite controlling behaviors, mm. you know, which again, doesn't have to mean automatically if they're doing those things that you're codependent. But if you are basically putting up with those kinds of behaviors, then that means you're, you're in what we would call a more codependent sort of style of relating or place. Um, you know, so I would say they're kind of things to look out for, which are, you know, common to any kind of like very dysfunctional um, or or maybe, you know, in some cases it's going to be an abusive relationship. But yeah. OK. So are are people who are codependent, are they like that in all relationships? Not necessarily. You know, I definitely have people I would say, OK, codependency generally starts out as a coping skill. You know, so I would say that people tend to um, during childhood figure out a way unconsciously to fulfill a need for attention, care, sense of safety. So that could have happened because you had parents who were not able to be very kind of present because they were so busy and stressed, maybe not getting on with each other. Maybe you grew up with a single parent. Again, it's not that just because you had only had one parent that you're going to become codependent, but that depending on how your parents um, you know, sort of brought you up. There could be lots of ways in which you have responded either by becoming much more kind of self-centered, self-focused and kind of getting what you need and not really considering other people. Or it might mean that you become more codependent, which is also much more common for women because of how women are socialized to be much more kind of nice, pleasant, accommodating, all of that. So you tend to see more women um, than men kind of presenting as as codependent. OK, so that's uh, romantically. Let's talk about the possibility of being codependent with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that could happen where, let's say, you, you, you know, you meet someone and you end up spending lots of time with them. Maybe they're a co-worker. Maybe they're just your best friend. You know, you do everything together. Again, that's really, really common in kind of childhood and, and being an adolescent and even into people's 20s, I would say. It's very common to kind of have a best friend and do everything with them. Mm-hmm. The problem is often that if you're relying again on them for all of your kind of emotional needs being met and doing everything with them, you know, going on holidays, going out on nights out, going out, you know, whatever you're doing doing that if there ends up being conflict in that relationship um, and it either ends or you just feel kind of very destabilized because there's conflict, um, then then it becomes a problem because often you're very unsupported, feel very isolated. And, you know, it can mean that you engage in more people pleasing behaviors in order to just try and keep the peace and maintain that relationship or friendship. How do you manage a codependent relationship if they're uh, codependent on you or get out of one? Um, so I would say, you know, realistically recognizing what's going on, you know, are you kind of prioritizing each other in a way that feels like, like you're shutting out the rest of the world, isolating yourself? Um, are you very conflict avoidant? Are you self-sacrificing? Are you a caretaker for the other person, you know, where you're sort of living for the other person? Um, if you recognize that that's happening, you would definitely, you know, ideally you will reach out for a lot of support from friends, maybe family if you can. Probably you're going to need to work with a therapist of some kind. You know, maybe it might be some sort of therapy group can be helpful to have it be more than one person so that you're kind of, you know, getting to grips with kind of group dynamics in a in a, in a kind of safe, you know, kind of space. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, it's, it's possible that you could recognize while you're in a relationship or friendship that it's become codependent, um, either that both of you are incredibly enmeshed with each other, or maybe you're the one who's kind of self-sacrificing, or maybe you're the one who, you know, is with someone who is codependent, that you're able to, you know, begin to talk about that and sort of say, look, I'm, I've become aware of this. And I, I recognize that it's not very healthy for either of us, really. And I really want us to talk about how we might manage this differently. 
um, and and what we might do, which, you know, isn't going to just be a, a couple of conversations. It's going to involve probably a lot of sort of behavioural change and putting things in place over time to support you better. OK, so you think it is possible to salvage your relationship where you've been codependent? Yeah, I think so. You know, although I would say often I find that people stay in relationships far longer than is actually going to be healthy or helpful for them because they're living for the the sense of potential of what the relationship could be or they're trying to get back to how amazing it felt right at the beginning of that relationship whether that was romantic or otherwise Mm -hmm. you know where often in the beginning when you meet someone you're not really seeing the kind of red flags or just incompatibilities between you and so you can get very fixated on you know oh but we had such an amazing relationship for this period of time so I just want to get back to that Mm. so I think you have to be very careful of that that yes of course it is possible to salvage it and sometimes that might feel more um worth investing in because maybe you I don't know have kids together or you have a business together um you know or you have a home together which just makes it more difficult to extricate yourself but that realistically if it's just not working and you've you've really put time and effort into it um then it it's, it's absolutely time to walk away. Uh, can we stop asking kids who their best friend is? I find <laughs> I really I think that's a really good idea. I hate really that question for us to do that. It's a bit like asking kids what do you want to be when you grow up, as if you know the only purpose in life is to work. You know, I think this is this is a really good good thing for us to to recognise our kind of language and way of approaching that. I mean, you know, do, do, have you have you said that to your kids, Jen? People have asked Florence, and I think I was in a codependent relationship in my twenties with uh, right. a platonic uh, friendship, and it actually got yeah. quite toxic. That we just cut off both of us kind of new and we have no communication now it was actually it's actually quite sad and it's interesting talking about this but I just keep thinking of her but I hate when friends or family um ask Florence who her best friend is because I always find myself jumping in going she has loads of friends you know she's friends in school she's friends and I and I say to Florence I don't ever want you to just focus on one person because I don't want her to be emotionally dependent on one friend in case that went bad Totally. Yeah, that's, I really think that's a, like a, a massively helpful approach that sometimes, you know, kids, again, just because of their like development and the hormones of, you know, being kind of having close connections with people. I think it's, you know, quite culturally supported that you will have a best friend, you know, that it's like you have a best friend and you have one partner. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody has to be non-monogamous and have multiple partners, definitely not. But that certainly at least having, you know, multiple connections to different people who you're close to, who absolutely you can have different kinds of relationships with those people. They don't have to somehow be sort of equal to each other, but that you have more than one kind of space to be able to, you know, express yourself and do things with and explore the world. So absolutely. That sounds great that you're able to to talk about that. I got a text in. um, Can you be codependent with a pet? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> again, depending on how you would define codependent, yes, you can absolutely be very, you know, reliant on the kind of emotional support of, of, of having a pet around. For some people, a pet is more um, you know, kind of fulfilling, stimulating, enjoyable and meaningful for them than their friendships mm. um, and their, you know, romantic relationships, which is not inherently bad or wrong. It's just that once again, if you are very isolated in your sense of um, connection um, to any sort of being, then then it, it's going to be it's going to be really, really painful and difficult if that if that ends or becomes, you know, kind of not viable for whatever reason. So 
I would okay. say, with you know, going into the term, the, the use of the term codependency might be a bit like unnecessary there, a bit like, you know, we kind of use the word gaslighting way too much um, without kind of really recognizing what it actually means. But yeah, I think you can be codependent with a pet probably, but it's not totally. necessarily a bad thing. Okay. Okay. Um, just finally, uh, how do you heal or recover from being in a codependent relationship? Does that take time? You mentioned therapy there. Uh, I suppose it's really hard to recognize it in yourself because it's seen as a fault, I would suspect. Um, but how do you move on from that and, and heal? Well, it, we're receiving very conflicting messages, I would say, from society about this as well, because, you know, there's this huge cultural force, the portrayal of romantic love in media, you know, where historically our needs were met by a village of people, a community. And now romantic love over the last 100, 150 years has turned into this thing where your partner is still expected to meet all of your needs and be your best friend. Um, you know, and this messaging is still all over pop culture. You know, if we think about movies like Twilight or A Star is Born, there's hundreds of them, thousands of them. You know, people swoon over these films and they're presented as kind of romantic ideals. But realistically, they feature generally very toxic and codependent relationships. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I would say it's both sort of seen as women's role still in relationships to be caregivers to be kind of nurturing to be the ones who are kind and accommodating and we are challenging that societally a lot more but there's still a lot more to be done that it's not about going the other direction and only considering your own needs and not giving a shite about anyone else mm. it is about being able to balance those things so as you said at the beginning having both separateness and togetherness um and so yeah it is yeah it, togetherness it's possible to and separateness that is the key, exactly. isn't it? And maybe ask yourself, do you have that in your romantic relationships and your friendships as well, which is really important because I know a lot of women might fall into that trap for certain reason, uh, I would say more so than men. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you, if you recognize this in yourself, like not not kind of recriminating, self-recrimination isn't going to help here. you being feeling ashamed for this. You know, there's lots of support out there. There's lots of information. There's loads of podcasts, books, great resources about codependency that help you understand more you know how that has come to be and what to do about it so that you can have more fulfilling and you know healthy healthy relationships absolutely exactly. uh, Rachel Cook thank you so much for joining us this week that is Rachel Cook a psychotherapist and mental health consultant she's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with the knee on the end if you want to go and follow her or ask her anything and if you have any topics my friends you would like us to discuss in sex and relationship therapy we do it all a Wednesday around this time every single week you can contact the team here 24-7 Jen at Orchard te.ie Jennifer Zapparelli Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM